Welcome back to Evolve Me, the Evolve Fitness Podcast. We are in the end of March 2020, where uh, things are a little different for everybody now. We have never seen anything like what we're going through right now with coronavirus, where the world has really been shut down and taken a slower pace. People are starting to look at health a little bit differently. And I think it's a good thing. I think that, you know, we have not looked at health in the way that we should over the years. And now maybe gives us a little bit better perspective on what health is and how we are looking at health throughout the world, especially here in America, where we are the unhealthiest country. So as we talk about that today, we're talking about sleep. I hope that um, everybody is safe and getting enough and everyone is being able to look at their sleep and track their sleep or probably feeling a little bit better because they haven't had this amount of time to sleep. And um, so what we're going to cover today, I think, is um, is probably going to be groundbreaking or eye-opening, to say it better, for most people. I know that, um, you know, we don't look at sleep the way that we should. Sleep is the best drug on the planet. It is what will help us get away from the use of drugs and also be able to regulate our bodies a little bit more and help us out. So what we're going to cover today is we're going to talk about REM sleep versus non-REM sleep, circadian rhythm, um, what happens in the brain when you sleep, melatonin, what it's for, what it does, and what happens during that NREM sleep, and shift work. If you are somebody that um, is a shift work employee or does shift work like cops or factory workers or nurses or pilots, something like that, um, caffeine, what that does, and how it kind of breaks down in the body. So we'll just get started to sleep right now. I think, you know, you're probably getting a lot more, probably feeling a little bit more refreshed since this coronavirus went on because we're getting adequate, adequate amounts of sleep. And what is the adequate amount of sleep? Uh, the, adequate, <laughs> the adequate amount of sleep is no less than six and a half hours. And ultimately, we could get up to nine or 10. Ultimately, you want seven. Less than six and a half causes problems. And what kind of problems it causes, we'll get into later. But when you look at what we can do and you want to put food and sleep together, what you eat affects your sleep. And your sleep or lack of sleep affects what you choose to eat. So when we get into sleep, what does sleep do? Well, sleep is what helps us regulate our circadian rhythm. And if you don't know what your circadian rhythm is, it is how your body tells the difference between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. So if you, when it's light out and when it's dark out, the brain is what is reading that light or sensitive to that light as it, from the morning it's dark and it gets lighter and then the light gets darker, less light as we move on throughout the day. And our circadian rhythm follows that pattern. It's a natural occurrence in animals, humans, and plants. Every life on earth follows a circadian rhythm. Well, our circadian rhythm is really, it's not the only way your body tells the difference. Your eyeballs or what is in the back of your brain, and we're going to break this sleep up into several podcasts because there's a lot of information here to cover. And I think there's a lot that you'll find interesting. And to kind of break it up a little bit and digest it, we're going to go, um, to, we're going to go in stages here um, of podcasts. So when you look at your eyeballs in the middle of your brain, light is recorded through your brain 
and it's what's called the superchiasmatic is what is reading that light. When it goes through the retina and the optical nerves, it's going back into the superchiasmatic and that's what is regulating your body or telling you that it's light or dark. So when we get into melatonin, kind of the uh, superchiasmatic is what communicates with the brain and melatonin. So melatonin, when people take it, they're not really, you can't take melatonin to fall asleep. It's not helping you sleep. Melatonin is actually kind of like the, it's a bullhorn, if you will, or kind of the starter of a race that says, get on your mark and then fires the gun. So it's really the command that tells you that you're ready for sleep. It doesn't actually help you fall asleep. It just tells your body that it's time to sleep. It's the voice of the timing to tell you to go to sleep. And so if we are not having enough melatonin, the things that can throw us off are blue light. And one of the biggest effects of blue light is your cell phone, your television, and your computer. When your body is reading that blue light, it's artificial light. And it's not really being made sense of in the brain as to what's going on. So we're not getting adequate sleep if we can't fall asleep. So when we get into sleep and we start finally falling off to sleep, when that melatonin kicks in and tells us it's time to sleep, once we get into that and we start sleeping, we get into the stages of sleep, REM sleep and NREM sleep or non-REM sleep. And REM sleep is where we dream. And non-REM sleep is where we don't dream, but we start to download all of the um, the fact-based memories that we saw or had throughout the day. So once I go to sleep, my sleep cycles through REM to non-REM with four different cycles or stages of non-REM. The second stage being the most important. That's where we download all we all that we learned today and saw today that's fact-based information, and we download it pretty much from what we would consider it to be the USB to the hard drive. Just like a USB, if I have too much and I'm using up too much memory, then I'm not going to be able to use it. I need to be able to transfer all that information from the USB stick to the uh, to the hard drive. So. When I do that, I'm allowing my body to take in fresh information tomorrow. If I don't do that, I never really get that recovery. So where you don't sleep or you have short sleep and you're not following through those cycles, your circadian rhythm is off. Your body doesn't know the difference between 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. And it's really not giving you the opportunity to relax. It's not giving you the opportunity to recover. And everything connected to recovery, which would be your breathing, your workouts, what you did that day. Um, if you had you know, a, a fight with your, your spouse or you had a, a rough day at work, any one of these things causes those issues where your body cannot download properly if you don't get enough sleep. So as you look at REM and NREM, the REM sleep is the dream state. We fall asleep. In the beginning of our sleep and we go into REM and then we go into a larger stage of non-REM where we can replenish the memory and we can get rid of all that's holding us back as far as recovery is concerned. And as I go through the night, 
I'm going to come back into higher levels of REM in the later parts of my sleep before I wake up. So the REM is a short period in the beginning and a short period in the end. Though it's a longer period in comparison to the first REM that you go through, the NREM is the most important. If you can't get into NREM sleep, you can't really recover very well. And when we look at not being able to get to sleep, it's one of those things that my circadian rhythm or my body needs to know what time it is to go to bed. So if it's 10 o'clock and I'm laying in bed and I'm looking at my iPhone or my cell phone, my body's reading that artificial light telling me that it's noon. So when you get your highest point of light, it's usually noon, one, two o'clock. That's where we get the highest exposure to light. And if I'm getting my highest exposure to the brightest light at 10 p.m., my circadian rhythm is off. They make a lot of different um, glasses that you can use to block the blue light so that you're not affected by that. Because it is artificial light, it's not being read the same as daylight or sunlight. So even the same thing happens at home. If you have LED lights in your home and you go into your kitchen at nine o'clock and you turn the lights on and it's that bright, your body is thinking that it's noon at nine or 10 o'clock at night. So you have to be able to look more at those incandescent lights or even red lights. So in a bathroom, a red light is fantastic. You're waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. You don't want to turn the light on and make your body think that it's any other time than it actually is. You don't want to be walking around your house with all these LED lights, though they are more energy efficient. And that's kind of where we get into, hey, I want to save some money. I like, you know, I, I, I like what I'm saving. It's doing great. I have enough light when I have company over, but it's not doing anything for your sleep and your brain. So again, blue computers, televisions, blue lights. So we want to limit our amount of television time because it is blue light now with LED TVs being the largest that they are. We want to limit access to our phone later at night or at least turn down the uh the the light on your phone so when you're looking at your screen it's not as bright it's still artificial light it's still blue light but at least we're not throwing you know high noon in our faces in our brain at that time so now as we start talking about more of that usb and how we download if i'm if i'm really looking at my phone at 10 o'clock trying to go to sleep and I'm aggravated by a Facebook post or uh, some type of Instagram or um, social media post and it kind of gets me going, now I'm kind of amped up a little bit. My nervous system is jacked up and now I'm really starting to find more effects that are causing me not to sleep well. So now I have the blue light exposure, now my nervous system's in a tiff and it's just not a positive thing for me to sleep or for energy replenishment. So I'm not being able to download all that information and my sleep is garbage. We know when we wake up that, oh man, I had a really rough night of sleeping and my sleep was just awful. I would recommend if you like to read, there's a great book by Matthew Walker. It's Why We Sleep, it's Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams. It's by far one of the, the best books that I've read. And uh, you can really determine what's going on in your sleep and reading this book and you wake up, you'll be able to understand and determine exactly what's going on with your sleep. So now we shift to caffeine and what caffeine does. Caffeine, it'd be interesting to know, it's actually the longest, largest unsupervised drug study on the planet. And it has been. 
And it's actually the second largest traded um, commodity other than oil. We use caffeine to give us a boost to keep us going. And caffeine has a half-life of seven hours. That means that in seven hours, half of the caffeine is depleted from your system. Half the caffeine is still in your system. So we say, depending on where you are and how caffeine affects you, no caffeine after 11 a.m. and or somewhere between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. I say no caffeine after 1 o'clock for myself. And I generally have... Um, I drink a lot of coffee and I've been cutting down on coffee over the last several months, especially in reading why we sleep. I'm starting to tone down my coffee quite a bit. I drink a lion's mane coffee, which lion's mane and chaga are um, natural sources that help boost your immune system. And I find that when I have, there's half the amount of caffeine in a cup of lion's mane chaga than there is in a regular cup of coffee. And I find that I drink far less coffee if I only have one cup of the lion's mane chaga. And that's Four, Sigmat Four Sigmatic. If you go online to Four Sigmatic, that's where I get it from. There's a lot of different types of mushrooms, and we're starting to understand what mushrooms do for, uh, for our body and for um, our health. And this is by no means a plug. I just um, I enjoy it. I find that I drink less caffeine and I'm better throughout the day and I sleep better when I don't. So if you're a big coffee drinker like me and you need some type of caffeine in your life and you want to switch to something else, I recommend Four Sigmatic. Um, but going back into caffeine, what it does is we're always looking for that boost to get us going. But understanding that if I'm drinking coffee later, then I have half the caffeine in my body and that caffeine is affecting my sleep. It's also affecting the fat utilization in my body as well. So there's a kind of a, a dual thing here with, uh, with caffeine. So know that caffeine has a half-life of seven hours. After seven hours, there's still half a cup, half of the caffeine in your body. There's about 100 milligrams of caffeine in one cup of regular coffee. So if you're having uh, an espresso or something like that, whew, you're getting a shot. So you're getting a little bit more than that. So keep that in mind. Caffeine really does give us the jolt and kind of get us going, but it won't allow our body and our brain to slow down and relax. So now if we look at shift work, there is, you know, you've heard people say all the time, I'm a morning person or I'm a night person, or they ask you, are you a night owl or are you a morning person? And that's all determined by your DNA. So if you're an owl, a night owl, you can't change it. You're a night owl. And if you're a morning person, then you can't change it. You're a morning person. If you're married to a, uh, a morning person and you're a night owl, it makes things a little bit challenging and a little tougher because at your circadian rhythm is off compared to your partner or your spouse. So we really need to take that into consideration. If you're someone doing shift work and your body is set to a night owl, you're forced into trying to work with what is happening in most of work in America from eight to five. And your body just doesn't function that way. So you're never actually really rested. Your circadian rhythm is off your sleep is off, your recovery is off, you never feel fully rested, you never feel fully recovered because you're stuck in a cycle or a pattern that your body just simply can't understand. And I think that's so interesting because we have so many people that became police officers and nurses and pilots and first responders and they, you know, or, um, you know, factory workers. And they didn't realize at the time when they were signing up for this job or something that they liked that their body's just not in tune with their work schedule. And so if you're a morning, a, a night owl 
and you are forced into working an eight to five, it's going to be really hard for you to ever get that recovery. So it might be time to start looking for a, a uh, another path of work that fits your schedule because along with not being able to sleep is increased type two diabetes, um, sleep apnea, a, a lot of issues that we face today, obesity, how your body utilizes food, your digestion, all that stuff is affected by your sleep. So if you're not sleeping, you can't be getting all of the nutrient density from the foods that you think that you're getting. All of your, your recovery and your nutrition is essential to your sleep. If you don't sleep, you don't get that stuff. And, you know, so if we're eating junk and we're eating garbage, it's affecting our sleep. Everything that goes into your body goes into your blood system. It goes into your nervous system and it goes into your brain. Your brain, it's just much, it's a, it's a computer. If you don't want to ruin the computer, don't put something in there that doesn't belong in there. Water on your keyboard will smoke your computer. Well, so will corn syrup, cornstarch, um, maltodextrin, maltodextrose. All these chemically made sugars are going in there and they're having an effect on your brain and your ability to sleep. So I think that's kind of interesting. We look at what food does and say, hey, you know, my, you know, I'm I'm really I, I'm eating well, but I'm gaining weight. OK, well, are you sleeping? Because if you're not sleeping well, then all of the efforts of your exercise are not working. And we're going to get into exercise at the end of this and what that does and how that works. So if we are looking at, um, they studied pilots, they studied police officers, nurses, pilots, um, military and they found that there is a larger increase in type 2 diabetes with these folks that work shift work because they can't recover regardless of their diets they were still getting type 2 diabetes they were still getting high cholesterol they were still getting a lot of problems and then they're getting onto a drug and then that drug affects your sleep even more there are two points here food is the best drug on the planet there is no medicine, there are no medication out there that can do what food can do, and it can't do it faster than food. And sleep is the biggest medicine that you have. It's the biggest possible piece that can keep you healthy, keep you safe, and keep you from getting dementia, Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol. There's a lot of issues that are related to not sleeping. So if you're doing everything right and you look at all the stuff you're doing and you say, hey, this isn't this isn't working for me, then I would look at your sleep and I would look at your quality of sleep and tell me if you're getting quality of sleep. So how much light exposure do you have when you sleep? Because you shouldn't have any. I should be protecting my sleep. I should be making sure I get seven to eight hours of sleep. I should be making sure that all the light is blocked out, all the sound is blocked out. And that my sleep is most important to me because that's my recovery, that's my nutrition, that's my lack of a drug, that's my ability to be a human being. So if I'm eating well and I'm not sleeping, I still can have a lot of problems. So now when we start talking about exercise and what happens when you exercise, it's interesting to know that if you obtain anything less than eight hours of sleep, especially less than six, you could come up with physical exhaustion and uh, time drops by 10 to 30% in your aerobic output, and that's a significant 
production. So similar impairments that they've seen are um, limb extension force, vertical jump height, decrease in peak sustained muscle strength. So if you're a crossfitter or you're a runner and exercise has changed quite a bit these days, then you know, there's a lot more high intensity and you're seeing a decrease in your peak and sustained muscle strength, you need to start looking at your sleep. But it's also the markers that, that are impaired also is the cardiovascular, metabolic, and respiratory um, capabilities. They also are hampered when you're unslept. So also, faster rates of lactic acid buildup, reductions in your body's ability to, um, your blood oxygen saturation. So my aerobic capacity is how much I can sustain my CO2 tolerance. And you're not going to have a lot if you're not rested. So even um, the ability to control your body temperature, your physical exertion through sweating, uh, those are all critical parts of peak performance that are impaired by loss of sleep. And then you have your injury risk. Your injury risk goes up when you don't sleep. So we look at all these professional teams, and I think one of the biggest ones that you can look at is here in, in Philadelphia. And I made this uh, in another podcast. I made this correlation in another podcast that Chip Kelly, I'm not an Eagles fan. I know that most of you guys are, uh, at, least, at least in this area. But so Chip Kelly brought in sleep timing and everything else. He brought in nutrition. He brought everything that needed to come in for these athletes to perform at the highest level and be recovered. And he got laughed out of town. Now, I know that most of that was probably in part due to his uh, personality. The man had the personality of a hockey puck and he was just an asshole. However, he brought everything that was needed for the team to stay healthy. And if I look at, and you look at all of these professional athletes, if your ability to operate or to be able to do any type of physical activity, and that's what we're all trying to do every day is remain active and it drops anywhere from 10 to 30 percent, that's a huge, huge indication that we are not exercising efficiently or effectively for what we want to do. And if this happens at a professional athlete level, what happens at your level? Sleep is the most important piece of what you can get today. And it's actually, I think it's, it's more interesting in how you can pay attention during the day, um, how much better you can operate if you do get sleep. Now that's just covering REM sleep, NREM sleep, caffeine and melatonin. There's so much more to cover. We're going to do a lot more in, um, you know, in a couple other podcasts and how to do this, but how your sleep changes across your lifespan is what we're going to cover in the next podcast. So definitely keep listening, um, why you should sleep, what you should do. This is just a little teaser of the information to come because I think there's so much, um, to, to know about sleep and so much to know about the brain and how the brain functions. And I'll leave you with this. That if you were to read this book or read anything on sleep and any any real solid information on sleep, you'll realize that the reason that we have such a high death rate now in our 60s is because we're not protecting our brains. Without enough sleep, it's a it's almost exactly like getting a concussion and concussion after concussion. Your brain cannot relax, your brain cannot replenish, and your brain controls everything. So muscle memory. Oh yeah, muscle has great memory. Muscle doesn't actually have any memory at all. 
It's your brain and the connection to the muscle. The muscle doesn't remember anything. The brain remembers patterns. The brain remembers what it is. So when we say there's muscle memory, we're saying that your brain's functioning. If you don't have muscle memory or feel that lacking, you better start looking at your sleep. So I hope that this is good information for you guys to, to take and to get into the next one or at least start looking at a little bit more sleep. We're going to break sleep down a little bit more into uh, other podcasts. I know we're uh, right now we're at about uh 30 minutes here and I know 25 minutes and I know that I could go on for another hour and sleep. So um, check out our website, evolvemyfitness.com. Especially now we have a lot of workouts up there. Um, there's more and more workouts. Thanks to all of our amazing instructors that are putting workouts up there and taking their time. I know that you guys are trying to remain fit and the support that we've been getting from you guys is absolutely amazing. And but oh, Jason, Corinne, and myself, we never dreamed that we would have such an amazing member base. We hoped that we would, but you guys have really shown us how amazing you really are. And we're so thankful that th those of you that are doing your part, and you're all doing a part one way or another, and we do understand that not everybody has the means to keep things going and do some things. So we're not leaving anybody out. We appreciate everyone equally and we are so amazed at the amount of support that Evolve is getting and one of the things that we're trying to do is give you guys more information so you have one trusted source we will keep you guys updated um, with any information that we have any new information but stay healthy remember to that your sleep is how you're going to remain healthy that your diets now are more important than ever before because maybe we're not exercising so much maybe we're not outside getting so much exercise there's so much that goes into this, guys. Take a look at um, at this podcast. Take a listen. See what you think about it. We're going to start bringing some more in. I'd love to hear more questions. Email me. Find us on on uh, online, evolvemyfitness.com. Definitely tell us what's going on. Let me know how your sleep's going. Uh, if you you know, and, and if there's anything you want to know that I haven't covered in here, definitely let me know. Um, but check out our website for information of what's coming. All the programs are available for purchase to keep you going. All of the amazing stuff that the instructors are putting up for home workouts. Stay, keep everything going, guys. Evolve strong. Until the next podcast, stay healthy and get some sleep.